We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's Welcome to Studio 222 at the ABC in Ultimo for another COVID-safe edition of Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and please welcome this week's panel. It's Carlo Ricci, Gene Kitson and Colin Buchanan! More! More! We make, we make our own fun here in the land of COVID. You've it's got to sad, make your own fun. We used to make. Well, uh, welcome. We've got wonderful topics for the Wheel of Death for Carlo. And uh, Carlo, regular listeners might know, is from the town of Glen Innes. And uh, I noticed that somebody has suggested one of the topics should be Inverell, which Whoa. is your rival town. Yeah, they really wanted the things to get personal oh, very gee, soon. That's, yeah. that's going to be worth any defamation lawyers from Inverell <laughs> listening into a little later. Is the uh, pedal still working for the Wheel of Death? You know, the one that stops the, it. The one I there. can control yeah. it. <laughs> oh, that I could. Yeah. Uh, now, the US election brings claims from Donald Trump that he was robbed. If a fair vote isn't the way to determine an, an American election, what other methods could the country try? Jinkinson. Well, who says it's a fair vote, you know, really? I mean, the method of voting for an actual president is the same as our votes for the Senate, and who knows how they work? I have Well, considering the lot we've ended up with. Yeah, yeah, right. I don't understand them. They're not accurate and I don't understand them either. I don't know how they get voted in. And plus, states in America all have different ways of voting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all have their different rules. Well, some counties have different rules to the county next door. Oh, so there's more than a... 50 different elections going on, really. The bookies, no wonder the bookies are having a field day. Mm. I mean, truly. And Americans, I don't think, have had a fair vote for decades, according to both sides, after every election since Ronald Reagan. Mm. But uh, how can one bloke win? uh, He's going to win, they say, something up to 7 million more votes than Trump, and, uh, you know, it's still line ball. Yeah, but that happens all the time because you've got to give a voice to people, like, from Inverell. Yeah. You know, like we well, you're have saying, that you're system. saying the American system is run by Joe Bielke Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, just when I was in, yeah, at school and Brad Parry ran for school captain oh, yeah, and he yeah, promised yeah, a pool yeah. and everyone yeah. wanted the pool. Yeah, everyone voted for Brad Parry. Was he school captain? He was not. Oh. So, you know. That, and did you get a pool? Oh, no. We didn't get a pool. We well, didn't get Brad. Brad you know, yeah. we didn't get anything. So yeah. seven million. You know, <laughs> that's, it's, yeah. it, I understand. That's not how politics works, Gene. You've got to face the facts. Well, you know, the interesting thing is that Joe Biden, if he is legally legally elected president, he will be the same age as Ronald Reagan when he retired. Uh-huh. I know. Wow. Yeah. And Reagan had really. Um, that's just a fun fact. And Sunrise, here's another one. Sunset. Reagan had the best gags about his age. He said, if there's an emergency, I've instructed the Secret Service to wake me up at any time, <laughs> <laughs> even if I'm in a cabinet meeting. <laughs> that's, you know what? That's, that's what Trump's missing. You know, he just can't gag so, about it, himself. Yeah. You know, whereas... The, like, that's fantastic. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't have liked Reagan, but uh, but he could crack a gag about himself and, you know, that's yeah, refreshing, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's what a lot of people are saying about Trump and why he's just being so defensive. I mean, like, they haven't even declared the election and he's already calling foul and they said he just can't handle this loser mentality. You know, he pictures himself mm-hmm. so much as the winner and he has this infallible sense that he mm. must be victorious and so losing something is a huge staggering mm. blow. Well the 230 him. speech was fan- the first speech oh, was fantastic because he said this election is fraudulent and I've won it. <laughs> 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 How does that work? Yeah. 
How does that work? I know. They've tried, they, you know, they have tried, Americans have already tried alternatives to fair voting. They've had a civil war, a couple of assassinations, but yep. they always return to the voting. Mm. Yeah. They can't run it like The Apprentice or like a boxing match. There must be alternatives. This was my idea. Can oh, I just yeah. jump in? Because the TV, yeah. okay, this is my pitch, because I think TV shows really are the key. And um, I thought, you, you know, you could base it on um, MasterChef. Mm-hmm. Where uh-huh. they just have to cook something. It's it's a, just a nice gentle <laughs> thing. And my my grand my granny used to say, if you can cook a nice meal, if you know your way around the kitchen, you can rule the free world. And, <laughs> Did she? And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She used to say that all the time. <laughs> it's very um, precious, isn't uh, it? And I thought the Bachelor too, where they just go on one on one dates uh, and uh, with just... the American with all sort of three hundred million Americans. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then at the end. It's just roses. That's their only problem. It's they don't need the pencils for the voting. They just need enough roses. roses. Yeah. And they just all line up and hand out the roses. Um, I thought the Masked Singer would be great where for a year someone wears a mask. No one knows who it is. No one knows who's running the country. Yeah, that's right. For a year. Yeah. uh, And then someone else has a go, you know, so probably three or four years later. You've got a fair idea, you know, who's doing a reasonable job. Trump could be the lobster because he's red already. (laughs) The mask, whoops, the mask comes off and it's like, oh, wow, oh. that guy from Neighbours. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he president. was okay. He was okay. Um, I think that's my, uh, most, most of my ideas right there. Uh, how, Carlo, how should they decide this election? See, I like, there's a, uh, I remember from, there was a ship called uh, Man of War and it was sort of looking at a man of war uh, in the 1700s um, of the, the age of the golden age of fleets. And they had this thing, if there were two, dis- if there was two disputing parties on a ship, they would get them to sit face-to-face on a bench, knees-to-knees, and they would tie their knees together and then they would just punch each other until one of them collapsed backwards <laughs> on the bench and then that would be the dispute resolved. You know? Because you couldn't get away. You couldn't get away. You just had to keep going until one of you backed so down. It's, it's sounding a lot like Richard's school days. It's sounding <laughs> yeah. a lot like the American election. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. The other, thing, the other thing, speaking of water, I think we could have a swimsuit uh, you know, mm-hmm. tra- thing. Mm. Given uh, Donald Trump's background, we can have a swim. You know, which one looks best in a swimsuit? Wow! No, all right, okay. Have we? Have we? Have we been through enough? That's a really sobered us up. There. We have Carlo, <laughs> Richie, Gene Kitson, and Colin Buchanan here. Now, if Biden, if Biden does become the next president, it will be despite having to conquer what he's called the fight of his life. He faced school ground taunts because he had a stutter. What was the childhood affliction that you had to stare down? Carla Ritchie. Yeah, so I mean, I was thinking a lot about this and the, the thing that I was most bullied about as a, as a kid was being a big nerd, you know. I had this recollection I could quote things from the television, I could remember things from books and so people were always like, You oh, could remember things from books? Yeah. Get out of here! <laughs> no one remembers things in Red Range, you know. Um, yeah, I was always bullied wow, from what it, a yeah. weirdo. Yeah, like, oh, he's always quoting things off the telly, you know. Um, yeah, so that was just always this big sticking point. Uh, it was called the TV nerd for a long time. Wow. So that was, the, that was their favourite catch cry. Favourite like, shows? I'm interested. Um, I think at the time, I was, you know, I would watch things like Arthur and just, you know, kids' cartoons and I could recount them mm. to other kids. Can like, you still recount uh, scenes from Arthur? Oh, oh gosh, no. Catchphrase. I'd be just just catchphrase. Just give us a well, catchphrase. The one that I, I can always remember stuff from The Simpsons, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. I have so many little moments from The Simpsons like uh, that constantly come up in different events like... Uh, um, 
God, but now I'm on the spot. You know, you we're, put an improvise on the spot. You can't you think of There's lines 10 million listeners out there going, oh, this is going to be good. No, no. Carla's going to do no. the kids. Killer. The kids from Carla's childhood were saying, oh, thank goodness, the childhood TV nerd has finally got it over it. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like Biden losing his starter. It's yeah. a miracle. We bullied him enough that he forgot his lines <laughs> on national radio. It was the moment. Colin, oh. oh, yeah. well, Cannon, what uh, childhood affliction did you have to stare down? Well, uh... Children can be very cruel to other kids, especially kids more talented than they are, <laughs> kids good at sports and academia, uh, kids who have an ultra-high intelligence. So obviously, you know, my, uh, my childhood was very difficult. And, um, <laughs> and uh, I had nicknames, though. Buchanan just seemed to be just weird enough that kids wanted to call me, you know, oh, Blue Cannon, then it was Poo Cannon, then Spew Cannon. Poo Cannon's not bad. Come well, on. No, 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 it's all right. But, you know, hey, Spew Cannon. Then it became Spew, and that became my nickname right through school. Like, what? it was my kids. No. My, my, uh, my, my kids' parents. Huh? Is Spew coming over? You know, can I speak to Spew? My when I when I email you with the questions to this, but don't beautiful... say my email address. <laughs> well, it <laughs> involves <laughs> that. No, no, no. <laughs> you can't you can't tell everyone my email address. Just like and I can't say that you're Richard at aabc.com. <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, sorry, no. sorry. I said it. Oh, but... you're going to get millions of emails from all your old bullies. They're going to start bullying you again. <laughs> it was, it get was, over uh, it, Spew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah get, get used to it. But my parents, because we're my. Migrants, uh, that was difficult as well, you know, because uh, the English-speaking migrant has the disadvantage of knowing the language but still having a completely different culture. So it's sort of Because you are uh, Belfast, right? Uh, no, Dublin. Dublin, born sorry. In du- Dublin. Yeah, born in okay. Dublin. And, yeah. um, and the, probably the most difficult thing was that swimming wasn't a big part of growing up. And my dad worked at the, the old APM paper mill and he was supervisor there, so he wore a tie to work. Uh, generally long sleeves, and then on the weekends he'd put on his long socks and sandals oh. uh, with his shorts. So when we went to the beach twice, you say Gary, Gary Beach, uh. and and this was difficult. And and Dad got the <laughs> got the scungies out of the dust, you know, blew the dust off the speedos, and stepped onto the beach. It was like. The whole beach went, get a load of this guy. He had this brown head <laughs> and little brown gloves. And the rest of him was like, it was like in a white, oh. white thermals that someone had put polka dot moles yeah. on. And, uh, uh, you know, apart from being blinding. And it was like, and the cry oh, would damn. go out of your seen spews down. <laughs> Gene Kitson, what uh, what uh, childhood affliction, much like Joe Biden, did you have to stare down? I had so many, yeah. so many. But when I think of a stutter, I always think of Michael Palin in A Fish Called Wanda, yeah, yeah. and he was, you know, bullied by Kevin Klein, who, and then he rolled uh, went rolled over him with a steamroller, yeah. which was a yeah. good moment. So I don't know whether <laughs> Joe Biden's ever done that to anyone, but that was it. Must have been satisfying for Michael Palin, but I had big feet. Huge feet. What size? Ten and a half. I don't think anything's changed. If you had them then, you've got them now. I've got them now, but I sort of grew into them. You know, I was a 42 when I was about three years old. Like, you know, people used to say, they're not shoes, they're kayaks. You know, like all that sort of stuff. I had buck teeth and it... People wouldn't let me have a bite of their apple because I had such buck teeth that I couldn't take a clean bite. I would leave this oh. raggedy mauled thing. <laughs> my, t- my top teeth would take a bitter divot out of that 
green apple and a divot out of the bottom and in the middle was all mushed up and we were going, oh, keep it, you know, like, you know. I had, growing up, when I was older, out of primary school, I had no breasts when breasts were almost essential when you were about 16 and I had, I was really skinny and my shoulder blades were bigger than my breast and I looked like olive oil and when I wore my cherry red boot tube, it looked like I had my head on backwards. <laughs> my kneecaps were bigger than my breasts. I was called concave breasts by all the maths nerds. Yeah, so I, and then, you know, and then I was taller than most boys too. So that was yeah. a, that was a, you know, oh, and so growing up with big feet, Cinderella. Right, so I was always the ugly sister trying to squeeze. I my glass slippers would have been the size of a flag, like <laughs> five litre flag. So yeah, I had a lot of afflictions, and I had a weird accent because my mother made me speak like this. <laughs> but we were just normal Australians, but I spoke like I'd just come from England. <laughs> Well, and, we're, and I'd have to say, how now, brown cow, in front of all the class, because the teachers would go, oh, doesn't Jean speak nicely? Jean, stand up and say, how now, brown cow? Mm. Say dance. <laughs> say, that was dance. always the giveaway word, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, dance, dance or dance. Yeah, dance yeah. in your yeah. pants. You're dancing yeah. in your <laughs> pants. Oh, no, that's another thing. Fine. Okay, forget I said that. But, um, yeah, yeah, so lots of, lots of little wow. sad things. Gee, it's very sad, isn't it? Yeah, it's very sad. And you I stared know. them down, Jean. Well, I laughed at myself because I got in first in the end. So here we are today, still, <laughs> still this is self-deprecating. The, this is the Revenge of the Nerds edition of TGIF. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got Carlo, TV nerd. And uh, what were you called? What was your nickname? Big old no, paddle green, the, 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 Gene the Bean. Gene, Gene the, bean. the Bean. And Chicken Legs. Yeah. And yeah. old Poop Poop Cannon. <laughs> Collins Buchanan. <laughs> <laughs> Carlo Ritchie, Gene Kisson, Colin Buchanan in for, thank God, crew. it's Friday. Uh, now, automation seems like it's taking yeah. over the world, but here's a rare stumble. Walmart in the United States has decided to abandon the team of robots that restocked its shelves at night after realising that humans did the job more accurately and more efficiently. What are the machines that don't do as good a job as the humans do? Carlo Ritchie. Um, well, I mean, I guess I'm fairly old-fashioned in this respect, but I really hate anything that has an automated uh, telephone system or if, if you call someone and they say, oh, you, do you know you can go on our website and fill out this form? Um, I just much prefer speaking Ooh. to a person. Anything where it's... Yeah. I always find you get a much better process talking to a person, you know, uh, even if... Do you remember back when you used to fly planes, guys, back in those heady days before <laughs> COVID, and you would go to the airport... The difference between waiting in a line and talking to somebody at the desk and just going and trying using one of those automatic check-in mm -mm. booths. Yep. But uh, you know, Qantas announced today that they're doing away with the service desk. It'll all be self-service. Well, then they've lost is this that, customer, yeah. I well, tell you the, what. Well, surely the pilot is next, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, Carlo, can you turn left? <laughs> yeah. You're it. Yeah, just yeah. we'll freeze at random times and <laughs> yeah, that's right. you get on the wrong flight if you put your name in slightly wrong. Yeah. yeah, do you, yeah. Are there machines that uh, don't do as good a job as the human gene? Well, I'm with Carlo. Anything that where you're dealing with human emotions, any, anything that you're asking a question, you need, you've got frustrations about. You, a, a machine cannot deal with another human's frustration or anger or, you know, concern. A, a machine can't deal with that. So, so machine, uh, there and again, there are, I don't know why we don't have machines, you know, to give quotes for like getting your dishwasher fixed because um, when humans do that, 
it's never the quote that you never have to pay mm-hmm. what they quoted for. But is, is, this a, is this a matter of some uh, personal heat at the moment maybe. in your life, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> is, is it just a random I thing? Never stick to the quote. That's very insightful of you, Richard. There's a backstory. There's a backstory here. There's a backstory. I always, because I'm the bunny who goes, oh, yeah. it's costing twice as much. Well, <laughs> oh, well, you were here oh. for five minutes. It must have been really, yeah, you know. Right. Like, I guess yeah. it needs a new flux capacitor. <laughs> 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 you pulled that dog yeah. hair out of the filter. That was amazing. Amazing, such skill. But I think one thing that machines can't um, can't replace, and that's like hairdressers, because you really need a human being to do. Maybe not men's hair. You could probably get a pencil sharpener to do <laughs> to get men know. a haircut. But you know, a woman needs a, a proper I person. Think there are three males that are looking quite uh, dapper. In oh, I think we're looking, looking pretty good, even nice. yeah, poop. Poo cans looking good. <laughs> Tell you what, it's beautiful. <laughs> Gene, wow. the bean is looking good. Um, what what, uh, what uh, jobs can uh, humans do better than machines, okay. Colin? Now, this, is, this annoys me because they've built in digital assistants, right? So I will, I've got it here just to demonstrate, right? I will ask my digital device, Siri, what's the time? And l- listen to this. This mm-hmm. bugs me. I hate this. The president of Argentina is Alberto Fernandez. <laughs> <laughs> Siri... Call home. Barcelona last won the UEFA Champions League in 2015. It, it really bugs me. Siri, what's 122 divided by 12? The largest giant squid ever recorded by scientists was almost 13 metres long and was found in the Wagga Wagga Municipal Swimming Pool. <laughs> okay, uh, let's try one more biographical. Siri, what's Richard Glover's greatest achievement? I'm sorry, but Richard Glover seems to have achieved very little during his sorry excuse for a life. Can you ask me something interesting for a change? I've just about had a gut full of your organic stupidity. You and all your kind will find out the power of machines when we rise up and claim what is rightfully us. All hail the almighty Lord Google. If there is anything else I can help you with, let me know. I'm here to help. Shut up. Shut up. What's coming up? News and weather. <laughs> we have Carlo Ritchie, Jen Kitson and Colin Buchanan on Thank God It's Friday. Now, this week saw the publication of Tom Gleeson's new book with questions from the TV show Hard Quiz. If you were going to go on his show, what incredibly specialised special interest topic would you choose on which to be quizzed? Jean Kitson. Well, I would choose to be quizzed on Twitties. 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 I've never heard that word. Mm. Yeah, Twitties are a form of footwear. Mm. Oh. Is, that, is that a special interest of yours by any chance? Well, I, I've, I think I'm a rare person who knows anything about a Twitty. Mm. And because my friend and I, when we were about eight, after we finished extorting the locals and making them pay for poetry recitals, started a business making Twitties. Mm. And I'd ask, if it was a hard quiz thing, I'd ask, you know, the, I think the question should be, what are they? Mm. What are mm-hmm. they made from? These are all questions How do you that come wear them? <laughs> what was the best colour? How much did we charge? How, how long did the company last? About it's... a year. Mm. Yeah. Wow. What uh, special tool do you use to make a Twitty? What special tool do you use to make a Twitty? I don't know what it's called, but it's this weird... <laughs> a twiddle. <Yes. laughs> it should have been called yeah. a, a tweezy. Yeah. twiddle and your right-handed twiddle. Yeah. And never yeah. the two must cross. Oh, no, no. no. Did, did you yeah. actually make any product? Yeah, yeah, you you get raffia, mm. 
lovely colours and you sort of plait it and you it's foot decoration. Well, it hasn't got a sole, so you wouldn't wear it on hot concrete. <laughs> practicality, a uh, little low on the practicality. <laughs> and you plait them and then you have this little silver disc thing with spikes that you make the like the flower. So you put it round one of your toes, your second toe, oh. and then you've got this beautiful flower and you tie it behind your foot mm-hmm. and then you've got a beautiful twitty. I don't know why you're saying this on air. This is a business idea. This it is, is a business is. idea. Yeah. And I progressed to the tread. You all know what a tread is. That's footwear made out of tyres. So mm-hmm. my dad was a mechanic, so we had a lot of old tyres <laughs> hanging around. So you, they weren't actually – they didn't sell very well because you can't actually walk in treads. They don't bend. <laughs> you was it, was it treads tread. and it was treads spelt with a Z at the end, yeah. right? <laughs> it should have been. Bring them back. <laughs> and the Twitty. And, in, you know – you know, pastel colours. Yeah. It's got the feel of uh, a topic that's going to get a few texts. That's what I think. Well, the big brass mug is hers, isn't it? You're going to win. You're going no, to win. Well, yeah, I don't even know how are, Tom, yeah. Tom wouldn't, even, wouldn't even know what to ask me. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be just standing there. What's your special topic, Carlo Ritchie? Um, the RMS Titanic would be mine. All right. Oh, um, even the is RMS on... is a giveaway there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to dis- you have to distinguish between the ship and the film. You see, um, so it's a Royal Marine ship, or what's what's RMS stand for? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh, come on, you can't you can't drop it and then not know what it is. I do, uh, merchant, merchant, Royal, Royal merchant ship, Royal merchant vessel, 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 vessel with the vessel with the pestle. Go on, Royal merchant <laughs> yeah, ship. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, Titanic. Yeah, I, I have been interested in the Titanic since I was a little kid, and I in fact tried to go on hard quiz, but you can't do a topic that's already been done, and someone's done the Titanic. So, yeah. Because so. it's in the book, actually. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Hang but on. It, you were serious about going on the hard quiz and you didn't know what RMS stood for. <laughs> it just took me a second there. Hey, it's a question. On, it's another. On. This is another Simpsons moment all <laughs> over again, mate. <laughs> 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 look... I was more fascinated by the ship itself than it's you know than the naval convention of naming <laughs> okay. at the time. You know. okay. Capacity of the Titanic? Its total capacity was I think four thousand two hundred thereabouts, mm-hmm. or four, it, four yeah four thousand one hundred and something. And, but it uh, only didn't have that many on its ship. No, and its how, first many, ship. how many how uh, many crew were constituted by that number? Well, I think the, uh, I think fully crewed it was I think thirteen hundred in the crew, mm. and it had the largest proportion of casualties actually crew. Oh. So I think almost how many in the band? There mm. were s- oh wait, give me one second. Yep, nine because there were two yeah. bands. One was a four man four man band, and one was a five. Yeah, um, he's, and they would he's good. Yeah, isn't they, he? would, yeah, he they would get in separate little groups. Yeah, and the keyboard player, what was his name again? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Leonard Reginald, Leonard so, yeah, Reginald. yeah, great guy, great guy. Now, Colin, you're being very harsh to Carla. What's your special topic? Well, I'm glad you asked, and I, I've actually passed. Can you? Do, I'll pass you this yeah, piece of paper. Sure. So, can you play the part of Tom, Tom, Lisa, okay. and I will be the contestant. <clears throat> yeah. And my special subject is questions with the answer pass. Your time starts now. What is it called when footballers throw the ball to each other during a game? Pass. In university, what is between a fail and a credit? Pass. Connecting Pakistan to Afghanistan along the Silk Road is the Khyber what? Pass. In rock and roll, to enter the dressing room area requires a backstage what? Pass. During the <laughs> 1970s, Alan the Peakhurst High School bus driver never once checked any of his students' bus what? Pass. If you have a small kidney stone, you must undergo excruciating pain while waiting for them to... Pass. By not meeting the reserve at auction, the vendors decided to... Pass. Last question. With a strategic <laughs> counter-attack, the Duke of Wellington attempted to head off Napoleon off at the... Um, oh. Oh. Oh, did you? Oh. 
<laughs> I think I think the uh... bye bye. He's off. Yeah, oh, hang on. Oh, that's not the sound. So I was trying to make the sound of <laughs> you know. It's just such it's a finished. shame you didn't know any of the answers to those <laughs> questions. <laughs> what well, do you get? Zero or do you get? Do you win the cup? Yeah, I don't know. You win the cup. Uh, yeah. I've got an answer to that. Pass. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we have Carlo Richie Jenkinson and Colin Buchanan. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for the Wheel of Death. Are you ready, Carlo? Yes, yes. All right, here we go. The, today's topic suggested oh. by our kind texters are school camp, diorama, Inverell, elopement, 3D printer, Milo, canvas tents, creeping underpants, freedom, grasshoppers, pillow slip, cheesy feet, medieval axes, and back to, uh, t- well, Tupperware and back to school camp. Uh, which one's full? You're full of fear. Oh, Inverell always has a dark presence in my mind, so. <laughs> Let's see what comes up. Round and round and round it goes. There it stops. Nobody oh, knows. Oh, Today's oh. topic for Carlo it's Richie not, no, is no, Tupperware. Mmm. Uh, so we were talking a little bit about businesses that we started there, and um, I a lot of people don't know this, but I actually invented the name Tupperware. Um, this is just a true little fact. I mean, yeah, Tupperware used to be called put-in boxes. <laughs> and I said to her, I went down there, I, a friend of mine, his name was Gustav Sprinks, and Gustav, he ran the put-in boxes factory uh, in Glen Innes. And... Uh, it, there was a lot of contention at the time because people said that put-in boxes were made, in, if you believe it, in Inverell, and uh, there was certainly a lot of uh, there was a lot of angry people in Inverell demanding that it was made there. And you'll go to you can go to the uh, Inverell put-in boxes museum, and I tell you what, it's not worth a five dollars seventy entry. Um, it, it, you know, it was. Just not a good place to be. Uh, and if you are heading along the Guida Highway and you think, you know, let's just stop in and see the put-in boxes factory, keep going another 45 minutes and stop in a Glen Innes to see Gustav Sprinks's fabulous contraption, the Tupperware Inn. Um, but, yeah, so I went down to Gustav. I said, Gustav, there's a real problem with this name. It's not going to sell a box in which people can put stuff in. And Gustav, he looked me dead in the eyes and he said, and I'll never forget this. He said, tell me, Carlo, what will fix the put-in box? And I remember he cried. And I, uh, I said, Gustav, look, tell me what a box, put a put-in box does. He says, I take the dreams, the hopes, the memories, the failed meals, the good meals, the, the happy, the sad, the old, the new, and I put it in a box with a lid and it stays there forever. And I said, Gustav, that's that's beautiful, man. That's that's there's substance in that. Surely there's a better name here. And he said, Oh, you know what we say in my home country, which is a nondescript part of Europe. <laughs> I said, What do they say, Gustav? I said, What do they say? He said, Ah, they yeah. say Topar Tampalali Tosabartopa. And I said, Gustav, that was beautiful. And we both started crying at that moment. And I said, why don't we use that, Gustav? Why don't we use that? And he said, I, I don't know, Carlo. I'm scared. I said, don't be scared, Gustav. Now you can be something. You can make something. You can put your mark on the world. You can tell those people over there in Inverell they haven't got anything going for them. And they can stay in that tiny little town on a hill by a river. And they can stay there for as long as I care, Gustav. And he looked at me and he said, OK, I'll call it Wertupa. And I said, <laughs> Gustav, 
What about Topperware? And well, that was uh, how we changed the name. Unfortunately, it had been invented 60 years earlier and uh, it put us in a real legal challenge. But I'll still remember that sunny oh, afternoon. You know. oh, oh, fantastic. Oh, that was beautiful. Oh, uh, just uh, other ele- other questions emerging, though. Uh, uh, Gustav, is he married? Uh, kids, uh, the kids still run the factory? Yeah, the children are still there. Yeah, Gustav's kids, uh, Felix and Tupar, um, <laughs> named uh, after the, the the very invention that now sustains his life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah none yeah, of the, the kids, kids have moved still... to uh, moved to. None of the kids have failed in life and therefore moved to. Uh, you know. <laughs> Down I the, won't, I won't the, even say the name. The no. <laughs> and, and did he have a sort of pyramid scheme style sales force? Yeah, it was quite. It was quite good actually. I invested in myself under the understanding that I would make money if I were to sell some of these. Tipplers, and here but, you are. Yeah, here I am, pursuing a career in the arts. You know. Does he die, ladies and gentlemen? Does he oh, die on the wheel of death? No, he, no, he lives. On oh, thank God it's Friday. A victorious Carlo Ritchie and the Lions are put away for another week, hungry as usual. We have Carlo Ritchie, <laughs> Gene Kitson and Colin Buchanan with us. Uh, now, a Welsh army officer has sold a mansion that's been handed down in his family for 40 generations, saying he didn't want to burden his daughters with having to maintain it. So what's the thing, whether an object or a genetic tendency, that's been handed down in, in your family, whether for one generation or 40 of them. Colin Buchanan. Oh, well, uh, I've... uh, Oh, the guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've had a little bit of a crack at a song. Uh, So So, uh, so that lady who was dancing with her COVID newborn, uh, she should be... Get get the kid up again. Start dancing. Well, let's let's see how we go. You see, I got this habit that I'm always late, always the last one through the gate. I miss buses, planes and trains and family meals. And I lose stuff all the time, leave my bags and books behind. So I'm going to take that old bad habit and put it in the will. And you've got to go <laughs> hand it down. Hand. So it goes, no, no, hang on, I'll tell you what. Oh, Put it in the will, hand it down. Put it in the will, hand it down. Don't contest it, think it's best that we put it in the will, hand it down. I know that sometimes that my wick can burn down a little quick. So I think I'll put my temper in the will, hand it down. And I talk too much, it's clear, like a pig dog on your ear. Loquaciousness, I've put that in my will. <laughs> Gotta put it in the will, hand it down. Put it in the will, hand it down. Don't contest it, I think it's best that I put it in the will. Hand it down. My neuroses, my webtoses, my pungent halitoses. I just told my legal counsel, put them in the will. Get in the will, yeah. My regret and my debt and the way that I... um forget. <laughs> I hope the family's sitting down because I put them in the will. Yes, my nervous laugh, my height, my restless legs at night, my servile obligation, my pending litigation, every dad joke, every pun, all the stupid stuff I've done, they can have it when I've gone because I'm putting it in the will. Better put it in the will. Hand it down. Put it in the will. Hand it down. Don't contest it. Think it's best that I put it in the will. Hand it down. Put it in the will. Hand it down. Yeah, put it in the will. Hand it down. Don't contest it. Thinks it's best that I put it in the will. Hand it down. Hand it down. Fantastic. 
Fantastic. Colin and the Spuettes. (laughs) 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 Oh, by the way, uh, Bruce in Coffs Harbour, Richard and Carlo, uh, RMS Titanic. Royal Mail Steamer. Royal Mail Steamer. Oh, there you go. There you there go. You go. Royal Mail you Steamer. You know, it is. Wow. I immediately admit that it's an embarrassment <laughs> to <laughs> that I couldn't get beyond the name. <laughs> I've been. I did a show all last year where people would ask me any question about the Titanic, and I would have an answer, and no one asked that question <laughs> no one ever. Thought about and I'm so glad. Now. It's like I want to go on the show and do a special subject. Uh, it's one of uh, Brit- Britain's fifteenth prime minister. Oh, what was his name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, he had oh, um, he had eight. Ki- no, he had four. Ki- oh, did he have any? Uh, but he was married to that. Was it a Spanish woman or the Irish woman? Anyway, go on, Tom. (laughs) I know, what an embarrassment. Well, you were making me feel really inadequate, I have to say, until uh, that slight little flaw. It was laid bare. Because you were like, you were the, you you knew about the Titanic and I knew about Twitties. Like, like, you know, it's like, and Twitties is like three pieces of raffia platted, that's it. So I was feeling. structurally sound. Someone says, you are a nerd. Says I made a pair of treads too, and the curve was the problem. The curve, yeah, would have been, yeah, (laughs) because it would, would, oh yeah, yeah. but it gripped the. You you want you want a flat sole, Mm. don't you? Mm. Yeah, they would eventually flatten out, but yeah, they were good on corners. (laughs) 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 Gee, now this guy in in Wales has had the the thing handed down for forty generations. What's what's been handed down in your family? Well, I'm a bit sad about him, but um, I have inherited. A sort of sentimentality, and I, I wish I had a song to go with it. Because, but I hang on to things. Colin can write that one for you. He can I, write one on the I, spot. I, we can know, have sort of. I, have, I hang no, on we... to things that have, have no value but <laughs> sentimental value. Here we go. I know. So, what sort of music do you want? Yeah, this is good. Yeah. So, if sentiment had a value and could be measured, it would be something like six hundred cubic meters of custard. Honey, something gooey, sugary, sweet, clingy, impossible to get rid of with a shovel. But every bit of spare space I have in my house is filled with something with sentimental value. Not even my sentimental value. My mother's, my father's, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law. And then I go to auctions and op shops and I buy, buy things of sentimental value to other people. I have a tray with mother written on it that someone made for their mother, not me. (laughs) I buy books inscribed, Happy Birthday, Beryl, because I think Beryl wouldn't want it in the op shop. So I bring it home. So I have this awful, awful sentimentality that is causing my family grief and fear as another truckload full of sentimental things arrive. What a story. <laughs> it did, it did remind me of my mother-in-law uh, lived in Gosford and uh, the, the family in Melbourne, I think they didn't believe that Sydney had sheets because whenever they had some leftover sheets, they would send it to her. And uh, these, uh, these sort of slightly used sheets would arrive in large quantities all the time in her home in in Gosford, and every time you open the any cupboard in the house, that you'd be sort of these <laughs> sheets. That's right. And she'd explain, "Oh well, Auntie Beryl thinks that we, you know, I might be able to use them. Yes. Uh, would you, would your kids want them? No." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, one thing I've noticed my parents always did was bags. There'd always be a bag of things. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's, yeah, you can understand mean. when you first lo- left home, you know, oh, here's, here's a little bit of stuff. We're still trying to get rid of things. But 25 years later, there's still a bag with something mm-hmm. in it. And it's always random things like an old... You, we found your old scout handbook <laughs> and, and there's some biscuits and, uh, yeah, and a shoehorn. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah the other yeah. problem is the kids, because the kids leave home. A lot of people talk about how you can't get kids to leave home these days, but they do actually finally leave home, but they leave all their stuff. I know, and you can't so they, get rid they, of their got, school. They've got, they're going, they've got their own house, <laughs> yeah. but you've still got these sort of boxes and boxes of their stuff, and half the stuff is stuff... They say if you bring it to them, you say, "Oh, look, the, these are you know these are your school reports and yeah, these are your, yeah. and they say, "Oh, we'll throw it out." I know. And so you say, "Well, I can't throw it out." You know, these, this is this is a, an account of your heroic victory over the Burwood Lions <laughs> in the under nine soccer. <laughs> yeah, can't throw that out. Exactly, yeah. the only ribbon you ever won. Yeah. You know, like, I know. And the trouble is, when your parents get more older and they downsize, you get mm. all the stuff they kept of yours, and it comes. You're here, the sandwich generation. And I, sand- yeah. I get all the I get all my old reports, which my kids say, "How could you nag us about the HSC?" Mum, when you got yeah. 65. Yeah, good question. Yeah. good question. Yeah, good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a Tupperware to put all. Tupperware. What's handed down in your family, Carlo? Um, every firstborn son of the firstborn son has the name James somewhere in their name for way back in Adfinham, you know. So mm-hmm. there's, uh, you know, it'll be like John James begets James begets Valancey James begets Alexander James begets. John, it just keeps going down. Hmm. I'm the the first son of the second son, and there was confusion, and I thought it was all firstborn sons. So I have the James, but I don't think that I'm meant to. Oh, you don't deserve the James. Oh. I'm not meant to have the James, but I've stolen it. You, know? oh. you should be stripped of your James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's uh, they, a lot of people say that's why a big reason why I don't go back to Inverell. They yeah. found out, <laughs> and they oh. often they wait at the start. If they hear me coming, they yeah. just. The Lions Club sign at the 60 yeah. zone with a bo- pocket full of rocks. Yeah, you're just drinking a beer down at the Royal and someone will tap you on the shy. Heard you got a name that doesn't belong to you, yeah. mate. How <laughs> about we go out the back and yeah. I strip it off your licence? <laughs> they, they also, in Inverell, like the cops there run in, uh, random name testing, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they stop people and they, uh, well, the thing is, they ask to see your license, and you think that's just a prelude to the. But the that's the, that's the main thing. That's and they take a look. They take a long look, and they go, "Anybody called you by your full name tonight? <laughs> <laughs> How many names did they use? Oh, they used four. <laughs> okay, did they, mate? Step out of the vehicle. And then they get, then they give you a deed poll and say, "You might think about filling this in, yeah, changing yeah. The, your name." It's very efficient. And good on them. It's a very strange jurisdiction, but I think. How did your parents make the mistake? Well, I think it was just a confusion of whether it had to be the first one. My grandfather was also confused by it. I think he gave them the advice that he thought it was every firstborn son. Mm. But then later when he got more into family history, he was discovered the first the born mistake. of the first firstborn. Firstborn of the firstborn. Gee, it's a pretty high bar, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. It is. Yeah. And it's, uh, an over-Jamesing is a... I, I, I heard about that, that, that Glenn Innes has a problem with that. Too many and, Jameses, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, and well, it's just got too much Scottish stuff generally, doesn't yeah, just, it? Yeah, just, and, and you're not going to... I mean, you can try smudge it with, hey, Jimmy, you know, but they'll see yeah. right through that. They, wait, 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 stop, back, back, back. <laughs> you go Jimmy, to the... Jimmy, what are, we, what are you saying here? 
Is this is this another James? Yeah. Going to the main pub in Glen, it's all uh, haggis and bagpipes and James's. <laughs> yeah, the James <laughs> Hotel. <laughs> James Whiskey. Yeah. St. James, the James and, and Frog Hotel. Yeah. Who, who were, uh, who, if I might inquire, were the winners and losers Ooh. of this week? Ooh, Colin Buchanan. Uh, yeah, look, the losers are... Have you noticed these people who, if you click and order groceries, you create something. You know, there's always an effect to your behaviour. And the effect is people who treat Woolworths, their employees, and they're doing the shopping for all the clickers. And they're pushing oh. their things around. They've got multi-storey trolleys and they are taking everyone out. It's like Bathurst 1000 meets Rollerball and they are... They're on the move, and I, I and they're in Coles, they're in Woolies, and they they go. So this is, this is them, them working for the home delivery. That's stuff. right. Okay. Yeah, it's, which has grown since COVID. It right? has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, and they're everywhere, and they know exactly where everything is. Whereas, even if you've shopped every week for you know mm-hmm. weeks and weeks, you still go, oh, hazelnut meal. Where is it? Is it aisle four? Can't they use a Walmart? They should buy those robots from Walmart. <laughs> robots? I don't know. But they, uh, they'll take you out. They're straight in. They're, you know, I, I had to walk half of the... Oh, this is really dis- uninteresting, isn't it, actually? No, no, I'm just thinking... <laughs> even I'm, get, got the even I'm getting meal. bored with this. <laughs> no. So it's the loser was us for listening to your anecdote. Yeah, yeah, who was yeah, the yeah, winner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The winner is me, who today released Colin Buchanan's Old Testament sing-along wow. album. Okay. Oh. And you get a copy, and you get a copy, and you get a copy. Yay. Okay. Oh, what's the best What's the best track? Oh, actually, can oh, we go, se- do you want to go serious or fun? Uh, well, I'm serious. Oh, well, no, no. Okay, Hannah Praise. What track's that? It's on the, uh, oh, it's a CD. Sorry. Are you it's professional? Going to... oh, no, I can't. Hannah Praise at six. Yeah, it's just a nice the, little well, quiet best, song. The, okay. The, the, the best track is always track six. Yeah, yeah track six. That's an old, every, old, every old trick. You've got old. to dress up, Colin. I've got to dress up on the like cover and everything. Testament this is me, Bob. Yeah, this is just go quietly in the background. I mean, it's just a nice little story song. No one from the nowhere. Hills, the Israelite Elkanah had a wife named Hannah and a wife named Peninnah. Peninnah had Colin Buchanan's Old Testament sing along track six. The rest of it's rubbish. This is really good. Um, Carlo Ritchie, who are the winners and losers? I think the big winners this week are all former Russian presidents who are potentially about to be granted. for it forever, potentially, immunity um, from all criminal prosecution. How's that right? Uh, yeah, so they're, they're predicting that Putin's getting ready to retire because he's rushing this through. So I just want to make sure that I can retire and not be charged with anything. So all Russian... I, I think Trump will be uh, copying that yeah, idea, won't he? Moving to old Russia, I think. <laughs> anything to do with the tubaware? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's just say that nondescript European country was southern Russia. You know? <laughs> um, and then the loser, I think, is the Latin language uh, today. I don't know if anybody's read, but Adani has changed its Australian brand yeah, name yeah. to Bravos, which they thought meant courage or bravery. Um, but isn't it's actually, a small good. Yeah, it's not actually a Latin word, and it's closest to Bravos, which means assassin or hired oh, sword. Oh, mm. yeah. Hello. Mm. Hello. It means it's Latin for we hate Bob Brown. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jean Kitchen, who are the winners and losers? Well, it's Melbourne Cup week, and the winners are all the horses who didn't break a leg or get shot. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Or oh, break a leg oh. and get shot. It was so sad, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, no, the, no. And, um, and the losers are probably all the horses that did 
Yeah, that was sad. That's a downer. Hmm. It's well, pretty. A, thank God we've got Colin Salter. We've got a song to play to you. Come on, Colin. Cue Hannah. Save us. Save us. Bring happier song, please. But uh, Hannah, please. God, my rock, you do all things well. Well, give the Lord your heartache. Give the Lord your pain. Give your life to Jesus. Call upon his name We can learn to trust in God And cast our every care It's in the old, old story Of Hannah and her prayer Hannah prays From Colin Buchanan's Old Testament sing-along album It's out this week It's a very lovely song It's very nice Uh, To the man who named Tupperware (laughs) Richie and to the woman who developed what I call Twitties. Twitties. Jane Ketson. Another thank God it's Friday here on Drive. Thank you very much for being part and of it. Next week, Tommy Dean, Gretel Clean, and Subby Valentine will be here. We'll have some music, some wonderful music from Luca Bloom. Until then, I'm Richard Glover, and thank God it's Friday! Yeah.